What do you want? I can't breathe. Please, the knee of my dick. I can't breathe shit. Uh -huh. Bro, get up, get in the car, man. I will. Get up, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole car, ah. man. Get up, get in the car. Mama. Get up and get Mama. in the car right. I can't. I cannot breathe. Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance. What's going on, Lance? What is going on, Tim? How are you doing this fine afternoon? Well, I'm all right, Lance, um, but the man you heard in the cold open is not all right, and that's George Floyd, and he died back on May 25th, 2020. He was murdered by a police officer, Derek Chauvin. And he was charged recently with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. That's right. George Floyd was from Minnesota. He died after the officer who was arresting him pressed his knee into his neck. And uh, the official determination of death was homicide. Uh, two autopsies were done on George Floyd. And the circumstances uh, that, that surround this case are divisive and the aftermath has been pretty brutal and we wanted to talk about that uh on get vocal live and sort of get all of these thoughts that are in our head out and also talk a little bit about the uh the podcast blackout and whether or not people choose to do a podcast blackout or go on the air and talk about these things. Either way, that's fine by us. You'll hear us in the uh, episode say, you know, we have absolute respect for whatever decision someone makes as long as you're respecting the situation. And uh, what we decided to do was to use our platform to talk about it. Yeah, so this, uh, what you're going to hear is what we recorded yesterday afternoon, being Tuesday, June 2nd. And uh, it was spur of the moment. We just kind of felt like we couldn't release a regular Crawl Space episode on Wednesday. It just didn't feel right. And uh, it, But what did feel right was talking about it. And so we decided to put that up on the Crawl Space Airwaves here today on June 3rd, 2020. Um, because we're disturbed by what's happening and it's something we shouldn't ignore. Yeah, this was spontaneous. I think we decided to do this uh, that morning. And what we wanted to do was gather some people so that we could all talk about it. And we didn't really come with any sort of uh, cited information other than what we were citing at the time because things have been playing out um, in real time. This happened This happened just a couple of days ago. And then we decided, and then the uh, riots happened, the protest, the peaceful protests happened, and then the riots happened, and we needed a little bit of time to process all this, and the concept of a blackout in honor of the memory of George Floyd and uh, to protest police brutality, that started, so we just needed to address it. Um, so we're kind of learning, my long-winded way of saying, we're kind of learning as we go with the people who are on Get Vocal with us. Um, we cite Black Lives Matter, and I think that's 
really genuine that we didn't know where Black Lives Matter originated from. Right. That that was a completely genuine moment. We were talking about Colin Kaepernick. Maybe that was its origin. And it just kind of didn't dawn on us that it was Trayvon Martin. Um, in 2013, the movement began uh, with the hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media at first because of the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the shooting death of African-American Trayvon Martin in February of 2012. And uh, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, but now I remember. And obviously it hasn't stopped. Like, it's not like that's the only time there's been some injustice here. Right. Certainly not the first time there's been injustice and not the only time since then in in 2012 when he was uh, murdered in Florida. Uh, Trayvon Martin was a 17-year-old young man uh, from Florida and... It was certainly not the first time it's happened in history. I mean, this this has been something that has been percolating and boiling over for a long time. And then it just the movement became really uh, prominent after the two deaths of uh, Michael Brown Jr. and Darren Wilson in 2014. So just a couple of years later. Uh, and and we didn't have this information on hand, but we learned with everybody in the room. Yeah, so so what you hear is genuine, and uh, and you know we don't have all the facts right right at the top there with uh, what the officer was charged with. You know, kind of just again displaying the spontaneity of uh, of the episode. So I hope you uh, appreciate uh, the just talking about it, just you know hearing us talk about it. We are joined by Rebecca Sebastian of the Dialogue Podcast. She jumped on. We opened it up for. Uh, for anyone to jump on. Yeah, please join us on Get Vocal in the future because we do want to have more spontaneous conversations like this. And then at the very end of the episode, Lance, we're going to play 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence. That was how long Derek Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's back, which led to his death. And I just want to add that 2 minutes and 53 seconds of that 8 minutes and 46 seconds was after... Mr. Floyd was, quote, non-responsive. We're reading from uh, a bunch of news sources. This one was from CBS News. So I know that you don't have to listen to the full eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence at the end. But I want to quote Benjamin Crump, who is a family's attorney. Maybe this is something that you can do during that eight minutes and 46 seconds. The family and George Crump encourages the community to, quote, Take a breath for justice, take a breath for peace, take a breath for our country, but more importantly, take a breath for George, since he didn't get the opportunity to take a breath. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Crawl Space. Thank you very much for joining us. We are here on this Tuesday afternoon, June 2nd, 2020. We're live on Get Vocal right now. I see the chat room is filling up. If you want to interact with us directly, the best way to do that is to join on Get Vocal. Follow the link that you may have seen on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Lance. What's up? How are you? Good. What's going on, everybody? Well, we got Aaron, we got Dr. Shiloh, Liz, Dr. Lee Meller, Rebecca, Linda, Michelle, Jillian, Shannon. Oh, it just keeps growing. What is going on here? It obviously all started uh, with the killing of George Floyd, the the murder of George Floyd. Yeah, the 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 uh, police brutality murder of George Floyd and. Peaceful protests then turned into destructive, uh, chaotic riots. 
and I want to be very clear that I didn't just say the protestors started rioting. After the peaceful protests, other individuals started rioting, rioting, mob mentality set in, and that results in looting, vandalism, setting cars on fire, police cars on fire. There were there were three peaceful protests in Boston on Sunday. The very last one, this was probably after 10 p.m., turned into a crazy riot. Police cars were on fire. It was worse than the uh, the the bus riots of the uh, 70s in Boston, by far, by far. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to differentiate between protesters and looters. Absolutely. You know, and I think I think maybe some of those people are the same, but I think in general most protests that I've seen have been peaceful. And, you know, you see the looting that takes place. I feel like the looting takes place is what takes place at night or overnight. You wake up and you hear about these cars having been burned and you see videos of banks being smashed and that's all bad stuff. The pro most of the, the protesting, which I am in favor of, happens during the day. Yeah. The protesting is organized and it happens during the day and it is supported by the local governments. The the I'm I'm speaking just from being close to Boston. I know that uh the mayor and the governor both both support the protest, both support uh law enforcement and it the the feelings are all mutual throughout. Uh what really is a horrible breakdown is when a very violent minority is what I should say, they decide to start smashing windows and tipping over cars. Yeah. And throwing bombs. There was a bomb. Like, they, someone threw an explosive in bot. Like, it, it nearly killed people. Yeah, I mean, this so, is da- dangerous miracle. time for police officers, I would say, as well. You know, and I think a lot of the police brutality, and not to make excuses, but I think a lot of the police brutality comes down to, like, a, a raising of tensions. And so the, these, these, the looting doesn't, certainly doesn't help um, raise, you know, w- w- with tensions rising. So I think police officers are rightly so afraid. You don't know who, what someone's carrying if they're, you know, walking around or whatnot. So they have to be safe. They have to protect themselves. They have to keep people safe. Um, but I think what we've seen is a little bit of a excessive force in some cases. Yeah, and Dr. Shiloh said a cop was shot in the head last night in Vegas. Was yeah. um was was this cop shot by a, a rioter, by a looter, or yeah, it must have been right. Yeah, terrible uh, stories out there. Yeah, the news is a little bit one sided right now. Um, says Devin, and uh, and it's crazy. So we just kind of wanted to open the conversation, and I know that some of our colleagues and friends uh, in the industry. Uh, have been uh, doing a blackout Tuesday or even a blackout week. Um, and we get that and respect that. Um, we just kind of felt like talking about it. Yeah. And just the the reason why we're coming on now to talk about it is because we fully support the shows that have decided to go on a blackout or the shows that have decided to simply release an episode with names of people that have been affected by this, which I think is really great. It's really powerful and, and it should always be out there. Uh, and we do, we do support anyone who does not want to, including uh, shows that are on our network. We have a number of shows that all support each other. Any one of those shows wants to go on a blackout or do something special by all means. Like this is, 
this is what we're here to do. This is what, this, these are the freedoms that we have. The uh, route that Tim and I decided to take after discussing this and thinking on it was to not do a blackout, to keep talking, because I don't want to start living in some weird dystopian world where we're afraid to start, where we're afraid to continue talking. And that is by no means, I'm trying not, uh, the, please, if you want to pay uh, tribute to um, people who have been who have been abused or died at the hands of law enforcement un, unrightfully uh, or law enforcement, whatever your cause is, please do that. Like I fully, fully 100% support that. What Tim and I want to do is make sure we never lose the uh, ability or the desire to keep talking about things. Right. And we do want to open up the chat room um, in just a little bit. But only to people that support our side. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> Well, I think our side, Lance, is just talking about it. I mean, I think I, I think for us, it, it seems like the way we're able to cope with things, you know, and the world is so crazy right now, everything going on. And I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like being with people and hearing their point of view, too. Absolutely. And the world is crazy now. The world was crazy 15 years ago. The world was crazy 30 years ago. The world was crazy 100 years ago when the flu pandemic hit. You, you know, like the world goes through these crazy moments. This country goes through crazy moments, violence and viruses and economic uh, downturns. And But we always come back. We always come back. The one thing that really... It, it like, it, it shocked me and I, I've never been um, speechless about anything political until I saw the White House going black. The White House shutting off all the White House shutting off all their lights in a time where people need them the most. That wasn't a tribute, a blackout tribute? I don't think was, I don't I don't think they were doing a blackout tribute. It just blew my mind. I've never felt like I've I it feels so weird to say I've never felt like I've been abandoned by the elected officials more. Yeah, I, I can't. I it's hard to disagree. I don't know. I I was really really confused at that moment with uh, Trump when he took a picture with the Bible uh, yesterday, walked across the street, and said that he he supports peaceful protests at the exact same time that peaceful protesters were being gassed and shot with rubber bullets uh, right up the block. Yeah. So just so he could take a picture with a upside down Bible in front of a church that condoned what he was doing and doesn't support him. Or using their church like that, so I really that 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 really confused the hell out of me yesterday. I couldn't. It's hard for me to think about anything else. I honestly, it confused me so much. I was wondering if there was like a hidden message that we weren't getting. Yeah, I, I mean, I I have no idea why that was done. I have no idea why those statements were made. I have no idea why he went out there and said we're going to continue to fight for everyone's freedom, and then specifically said your Second Amendment rights. I get it. I get it. The right to bear arms. I got it. You guys, like, people want to own guns. But why didn't he say freedom of assembly? Why didn't he say freedom of press? Why didn't he say freedom of speech? He's, he specified the right to bear arms. After saying, after quoting, um, I forgot who said it, but that the quote about when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He didn't come up with that. It was some other, yeah. uh, it was a governor or something of some other state. But you don't have to say those things. Don't say those things. Yeah, I, I mean, asking for figuring out why would he, why he does the things he does. I don't know. You know, I mean, I think a lot of it is political. Like I think, I think that picture with the Bible, the Bible yesterday was obviously for some kind of optics, trying to, uh, I don't know, 
<laughs> may make people think that he's the only answer, you know, so in some way. I, I don't know. It's yeah. Oh, Sarah Turney, what's up, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I never really wanted to talk about politics on this show. I just feel like we I have no choice with this uh, stuff. I just uh, it's so so infuriating. Yeah, Sarah Turney said uh, some conspiracy theorists uh, are saying what he was saying, and it could be code. I mean, would that surprise you? It wouldn't. It, it, that doesn't surprise me at all. With everything that's coming out like on a daily basis, everything that's on like page ten of any news uh, outlet that you that you read, it's not on the front page. But there's always something buried, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was something going on here. I hate that my brain is turned into that, and I hate that. Uh, you, you know, we were just saying we don't want to talk about politics because our show is not about politics. But this is beyond politics. This is like a legitimate fear of living in some sort of weird. 1984 society i'm i'm i hate saying that but Susie in the chat room says uh, our president supports division that's his message and it's really hard to disagree you know D- doesn't it seem like he just wants uh two sides fighting over him you know he just wants people to fight over him essentially everyone everyone registered a vote that's all i can say i really don't know did you see charlie baker get choked up when during his speech I heard about this. So, yeah, so Massachusetts, he, he's the governor of Massachusetts, a Republican, which, you know, I, I don't know about you, Lance. And again, I really don't want to talk about politics. So I want to make it clear that I feel like this isn't really a political discussion. Like I'm an I'm an independent. I'm not d- Democrat. I'm not Republican. I hate both of them, to be honest. I think they're both full of shit. Um, but I I've, I would vote for the best candidate. And yeah. th- that will never be Trump. You know. Yeah, I, and I voted for uh, Charlie Baker every time. I'm an independent, and I voted for Charlie Baker. I think I yeah. think he's he's my favorite Republican. Uh, right. I, I love that the state of Massachusetts they have a history of doing this, voting for Republican governors, even though they support liberal presidential candidates or Democratic uh, presidential candidates usually and mayors. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, it it's, doesn't matter. To, you know, I feel like I wish the mentality out there was more like that. You know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, or I don't, it doesn't matter. A Martian, I don't care. Like if you, if you are able to lead, then lead. That's why you're being elected to lead. And that is a great question. Clavarina, did I pronounce that right? She, she says, uh, Hey, excuse me if you already talked about it, but do you think Trump could win again? I 100% think he could win again. And my fear is that he'll, he'll win. And in 2024, his son, Don Jr. will take over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think again, I think everyone needs to vote if they, you know, I think I think he would definitely lose if everyone voted. <laughs> yeah, good point about Sarah running for president. Yeah, let's get Sarah running for president. Oh, what a ticket that would be! Who would be Sarah's yeah. running running mate? It'd be it'd be Turney. <laughs> Who'd be a good running mate? Maybe John Lorden. John Lorden, Turney Lorden, Turney Lorden, twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to uh, to talk about Black Lives Matter a little bit and this this movement that um, I don't know, you know, correct me if I'm being in- ignorant, but I, I believe Colin Kaepernick was a big part of the start of this movement um, that is really what we're seeing now. That's kind of the result of these protests. And I don't again, I don't want to conflate the looting and criminal activity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um Maybe there's some crossover there, but I think there's a definite difference between a peaceful protest and uh, and looting. The, this movement, Lance, I, I, you know, I really I feel like I'm really starting to understand it fully because, you know, I also understand when people say all lives matter or blue lives matter. You know what I mean? Like 
because they do. Every single life matters. But that's the point. You know, saying anything else is changing the subject. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. I, I don't I don't know. It's really easy for you and I to talk about this. Be, I mean, maybe it's not easy. Maybe it's weird for us to talk about this because we're we're white guys. We we have the the good fortune of not having to go through what our African-American brothers and sisters have been through the hundreds of years of history in this country, in this world. So we're fortunate in that case. Uh, I don't know prior to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee before an NFL game during the national anthem as a protest against police violence against black men or black people. Um, I don't know if there was something before that, that just wasn't labeled. Yeah. Black lives matter. But that being said, it is a it is a a tricky topic to discuss and articulate appropriately when when you say well yes all lives matter blue lives matter black lives matter all lives matter rainbow lives matter you know like it's all but it's not the point right now it's not like, the point you know yeah right. any the saying anything else is changing the subject right and, yeah. I, blue lives do matter and i i respect police officers oh of course yeah but police officers don't have a history that goes back, a history of oppression that goes back hundreds of years and is just masked differently today. There was never anything called the police genocide. There was something called the black genocide. There was something called slavery. Right. With that said, they are targeted at times, you know, like as we said last night in Las Vegas. Sure. But they are trained in, yeah. in the case to go into dangerous situation like firefighters, like, like, uh, Ambulance drivers, EMTs, doctors, these people are trained. Black people just were born into that. Right, yeah, and that's what Sarah Turney says, she says, and they voluntarily sign up for the profession, uh, cops, that is, and they aren't born into it. And Michelle said, that's a good point, Sarah, but I, I made the point before Sarah did, just to let you know. Trayvon Martin, how could I forget um, oh, yeah. that was it, it, Black Lives Matter, or Black Lives Matter dates back to that. Black Lives Matter was founded by three women. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah, good. I was first. There we go. So Floyd's death was was ruled a, a homicide recently. Um, they George Floyd they they did a, an autopsy, and uh, I, I found that pretty pretty compelling that um, the private autopsy done by the doctors hired by Mr. Floyd's <laughs> family yep. uh, determined that he died not just because of the knee on his back held there by the officer doctor uh, sorry Derek Chauvin. Uh, but also because of two other officers who helped pin him down and uh, apply pressure on his back. All three officers were fired last week, and there was a fourth officer at the scene. That's from the New York Times today. Right. And and the private, uh, the, the private uh, autopsy by the family and the family's lawyers determined that it was as asphyxiation, where the, I don't know how to say this, the public autopsy, the one that was provided by the courts, the, yeah, the county medical the examiner. The county medical examiner determined that it was caused by uh, heart failure. Yeah. His heart failed, and they attributed that to um, the the uh, drugs that were in his system. And and the the knee on his on his neck and his back just accelerated the process. Yeah. Medical examiner's report. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I would say uh, some w widespread outrage with this one. 
Uh, I don't know. Is the medical report public? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of looking for it right now. I, I know some of the wording here for the second one. I'm trying to find the first one, too. But, I mean, anyone who saw the video knows why he died. I mean, let's be real. Right? He He's killed in that video. He He was apparently dead, I think, just under five minutes into into the position that he was put in. He had been dead for a few minutes after while while he was unresponsive for like three and a half minutes or something. So uh, one of the officers has been charged, I believe, with there's a third degree murder. Yeah. And and Rebecca points out this is all over an alleged uh, counterfeit twenty dollar bill. A twenty dollar bill, a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Uh, When are these other officers going to be charged? Uh, That's what I want to know. This is not going to be good. Well, I mean, none of it's been good, but I mean, like, what do you mean? Like the charges or the... I can, I'm thinking, I'm thinking LA in 92. I'm thinking that. I'm right. thinking... Yeah. This, I, it doesn't, it doesn't help the fact that we've all been isolated for over two months, two and a half months, and now this is happening. Everyone was on tilt anyway. Everyone was on edge anyway. Everyone was ready to get out and do something, and it's like a powder keg. And if, if yeah. something happens, if there's a trial and something happens and it doesn't, it doesn't matter which way it's going to go. The other side is going to um, lose their minds. There's going yeah. to need to be, there's going to need to be goddamn leadership is what I'm trying to say. And we yeah. don't have that. We have encouragement to go the other way. Right. Um, so what is going to stop the, the looting and, and everything? I mean, leadership. Leadership's going to stop the looting. Someone has to come out and say the right things and and show show a little bit of uh, compassion and and show compassion in a sense where you're not called like spineless. Like it takes more strength to show compassion than it takes to show uh, a call to action and and a call to arms and then run away to your bunker. Yeah, and the uh, obviously George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, but the protests and looting have um, really spread all over the country to pretty much every major city. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, you can't, there's a, there's a small group of people that are rioting and looting and, and setting cars on fire for the, for the very, very wrong reasons. The most wrong reasons that you can, you know, think of, which is taking advantage of the situation just to cause chaos. And mm. tons of people are out there doing that, but that, that also can't be confused. Not only can that not be confused with the people who are peacefully protesting, but it can't be confused with the people who are actually angry. And now their voice is getting lost, too, because they're actually angry. They've been fighting this for a long time, and now it's being spoiled by, by people who are flipping over cars and burning police cars. That's a disregard and a disrespect to people who have been oppressed for so many years who have a legitimate anger and, and a legitimate way to express it by lobbying their government and and doing the right things and and assembling peacefully and um the officer was charged uh murder in the third degree uh thank you michelle and uh with with the with charges for these other officers uh stop it or we, we're it, we're far beyond that by now like at, at this point we, would this take trump's resignation to get everything to stop <laughs> I, I mean what would it what's, what's it going to take Let's uh let's open up the chat room. Yeah. Okay, it's open. Anyone who wants to grab a spot, please do join the discussion. What's it going to take? Respecting everybody? It's yeah, I mean there's got to be somebody who comes up. So you're saying le- leadership respecting everybody, showing respect. Yeah. 
I mean, the problem that, that I'm That's seeing tough, is... tough to ask for these days. Yeah, the problem that I'm seeing is that the leader in charge right now, and huge quotation marks on the word leader, but the, the person in charge right now is just telling the governors of each state to just do what, do what you can and be strong about it. You know, don't be weak about it. Totally passing the buck, totally, totally uh, shifting the blame and the, and the responsibility to the governors. So when nothing happens, when this shit gets so out of control and the governors are like, I can't control this, then he's going to be like, well, you you're the governor of the state. You're not doing your job. You're being weak. It's it's there needs to be a unified leadership. It, it needs to be a collection of the governors all doing the same thing. It needs to be states communicating with each other to all do the same thing. There's so many of those peaceful marches out there. Did you see? Do you see the ones with the police officers talking to the public, going yeah. up to them, treating them with respect, and and even joining in with their you know the the their government representatives and they they talk to the public and they they get them to rally behind them and they march in a peaceful way. Like there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more of John Lording going to cleaning up cities too because he is a saint. <laughs> and I agree with Susie. She said the first step is new charges, and I do agree. They need to upgrade those charges. Third-degree murder was ridiculous. Again, we all saw the video. Susie also said that the it was a Flint, Michigan police chief who was awesome. That was the first video that I saw as well. The Flint, Michigan police chief who got uh, his community together. The There were police officers there. Everyone was behind him. He was supporting everybody. They were supporting him. It was a wonderful thing to see. But nobody has more cause to be pissed at the government than Flint, Michigan. They can't they 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 don't even have clean drinking water because they got fucked out of clean drinking water. And someone in that position is still saying this is the way to go. I think that shows so much more strength than standing on your property with your shotgun saying, I dare you to come in here. I'm screaming. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, Lance. I don't know. Oh, Jason has a good point there. Making pressing the knee into the neck an illegal tactic to hold someone down. And I get it. You need to figure out ways to subdue people. You need to. Yes. That's your job as a cop. But, you know, maybe maybe they can try some other some other t- technique that doesn't shut off the airways. Show some common sense. The guy was saying he couldn't breathe. Your your knee was on him for almost four minutes after he stopped responding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Devin. Yeah. No need to subdue someone who isn't resisting, though, says Devin. Yeah. Great point. Pretty furious. Here's Rebecca Sebastian. What's up, Rebecca? Hey. Hi guys. There she is. Um, Rebecca Sebastian with her with her famous whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, that's where the magic happens. The uh, <laughs> the grand themes. Um, hi. I I decided I am doing the blackout. I thought a lot about it, and my thinking on it is like marketing right now. You guys, you know, you push out so much content, and I know you're on a really different flow than I am. But I like put out one episode a week and I go hard on it and I just didn't want to spend my energy on getting people to listen to a conversation I had that was a great one that I'm going to save and um and I didn't have that struggle during COVID you know but in my intro I was able to talk about coronavirus and kind of just give a little insight into how it's affecting me as a podcaster in New York and my family Um, And I felt like it was okay to press through that. But for this, just for me personally, I felt like I don't want to talk about something completely unrelated. So I'm going to um, just put out a one minute message and it's pointing people to resources, ways to peaceful protest, donate. Also other podcasts hosted by people of color. And I'm just trying to expand my own um, podcast rotation. I counted, I have like a decent amount of 
hosted shows by multi-ethnic hosts, but black voices, there were like three. So I'm just trying to expand my own media consumption and um, point to other people who are leading the conversation and listen and learn and all of that. So, so that's what I'm doing. So my episode would normally come out tomorrow, but I'm just going to put out a, this one minute message. That's awesome. And hundred percent support you in that. And it's a great cause to uh, get, get behind looking at your, at, at yourself and saying, Oh, I only, I only consume X amount of shows by a minority, you you know, and that's not anything that you did intentionally, but bring to light those, these, these great shows, put out that message and say, people should listen to these great shows. And I, I think you're, you're doing a, a great job by making that decision. Thanks. You know, I don't know if it's right or wrong and I don't know if I'll be criticized for doing it the wrong way or for doing it at all. And I decided I'm going to just um, be, I've really thought it through for myself and I feel like I, stand by it and um, willing to adjust. Um, but, you know, I also know that I started dialogue to have hard conversations about the topics that relate to true crime and criminal justice relates to true crime. And we get into gender and assault and trauma and race has come up on my show. Um, so I don't want to shy away from it either, which is why I would be on Get Vocal and why I want to be part of the conversation. I just didn't want to put something out. It was more about the marketing it this week, to be honest. But I hope to have more conversations about race on dialogue, and I hope to bring in more uh, guests of color to lead to lead it because I don't think I'm the person to lead them. I think I'm the person to facilitate and to open up a mic and a platform. So I'm just struggling with all of that, and then um, yeah, figuring out what to do. So I went to a, post, a peaceful protest last night, and it was beautiful and passionate and peaceful. It was lovely, honestly. It was like really 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 great and i tried to also socially distance which is really hard to do at a protest <laughs> and um you know it's just like you were saying the fact that this is happening on it's been happening for hundreds of years but the fact that it's boiling point is after the pandemic and being inside for months like i think that is absolutely contributing to the fury and the rage and the frustration and that nobody's listening and we need to be heard and very scary to watch and very scared for our cities um, and our law enforcement. But I don't want to diminish the black experience in our country. That's what I'm trying not to do. Right. And Sarah said, you know, she's split and you said you're not sure what's right or wrong. I mean, there's there's what's clearly wrong and you know what's clear, clearly wrong. And if you did the blackout, you'd be split. If you didn't do the blackout and you and you uh, went forward with your shows and you acknowledged what's going on and you acknowledged that um, you're going to move forward with your shows as you know, you're going to be split that way. Like we're split. Like, I, I don't know. But all I know is having ha having a voice makes me feel better. And I know I'm not and I know where, where I'm coming from. Genuine, like a, a genuine feeling of where I'm coming from. So, yeah, you're going to be split. But as long as long as you're not like picking up the tiki torches and and yelling white you know talking about white right i think you're you're doing the right thing thanks yeah yeah for sure it's um it's a it's a complicated time i don't want to pretend it's simple i don't want to be inactive or you know paralyzed by fear either to say the wrong thing i don't want to um you know just sit and I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it is. I, I, you know, we struggled with this, uh, deciding what to do. We were hoping we didn't get, uh, you know, too much criticism from going live today. But again, like we just wanted to talk about, it. we just, we want, we know it's a tough conversation. Um, so we just wanted to kind of 
hear what people thought? You know, what I'm learning is that there's there's really a few different ways people are going about the uh, protesting, at least in New York, and it's very organized, but there are organized um, efforts to go out and really cause a lot of trouble. And you'd be surprised where you can find the information. I'm not going to say where, but um, there's a there's a movement of people who are very anti-police. It's in their name, and they are um, really strategically setting things up to to make problems and to support people who are doing the worst things. And it's really, really interesting and scary. Yeah. So you're saying there's bad people out there, basically trying to cause ex- you know more division already and they think that you the only side of this story to be on is to be anti-police you know i just i disagree wholeheartedly i can be against police brutality and for black lives matter so to me it's not that cut and dry but to some people it is and i was just really surprised to see in some true crime circles that there's a lot of that activity and then there's a lot of denial too like the true crime community, there's like that spectrum. And then on the way other side, it's so, you know, unwilling to look at the mistakes of law enforcement and so unwilling to say where they have, where there's been problematic systemic racist issues in some jurisdictions and maybe even in all of them, if you go back and far enough, you know, there's that. So it's, those things both exist within one community. Like, of course our country is fractured and broken it's a really dangerous way to think it it happened when uh Kaepernick took a knee and then certain people certain organizations twisted that into he's anti-military and he he's anti-american and if anybody dares take a knee during the national anthem then you you are get out of here you're you're out of the country you you are not an american you're not patriotic the irony is that that is the most patriotic thing you can do is is go right in the face of this and say I'm I'm I am against this and I am I, I am putting my I'm, I'm putting a line in the sand here. And that is the most patriotic thing you can do is challenge the system. That's why it was desi- it was designed to, to be challenged. It's just terrible that over the course of generations, it's been perverted. And yeah. I think that. I think we've been in a cold civil war for about four and a half years now, maybe five years, maybe longer. But it's been pretty obvious for the past four years that we've been in a cold civil war. And it's because people need that strict division of I am on this side or that side. No, you can be against police brutality. If lunch ladies were attacking kids, I wouldn't be against school lunch. I'd be against lunch ladies attacking kids. You know, it's it, it, it is not clear. It's not defined. It's back back during the real civil war, they used to line up on the banks and watch the battles like entertainment because it was so this side versus that side. And it it, it is it is not changed. It's just the banks are now called Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it's like the Coliseum fights. I mean, yeah, watch people get fed to lions like we love this. Like that's like a human weird sadistic thing that must go back to the beginning of time but um but yeah just our forums are different it's all digital now you right. know when you said that was a patriotic thing i agree and i also think taking a knee is incredibly peaceful like what a yeah. peaceful posture literally you're on your knee you're you're at your half size the posture itself is so symbolic in addition to being patriotic it's peaceful it's and so you know i'm sure you've seen the meme going around where it's like people should be peacefully protesting and it's the athletes taking a knee 
or making a speech with their Oscar and not like that, not like that. And, you know, people pointing out and criticizing all the ways people have been peacefully protesting over years trying to get this message out. But we didn't like that because it was too political in a place where we didn't want politics, our games and our award ceremonies. And, you know, to me, I'm like, there's nothing more humbling than that position, honestly. I mean... Yeah, it's a very peaceful protest that, that Kaepernick started, and uh, he got called a son of a bitch for it, as well as every uh, NFL player who was kneeling um, got called sons of bitches for it. And, um, you know, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I, I follow uh, f- sports uh, closely, and uh, or at least football, and uh, calling a player a son of a bitch for taking a stance is ridiculous. But also... <laughs> he got called, they got called sons of bitches by a reality by TV star. Yeah. Um, and you, but, but you called a patriotic Lance and I have, I have to agree the, this country was founded on a revolution. If they didn't challenge leadership, then we wouldn't have a country quite literally. So anyone who tells you that's not American to challenge the leadership, they're full of shit. And yes, the, the founding fathers were flawed. I mean, they were around in the goddamn 1700s, like there there was a, a a limited amount of information that they had in you know 1760 and 1770 they were also fighting against a, an oppressive uh, em, like empire the the british empire and they were able to live on their own for a while across an ocean until finally they were like okay we're we're going to do this on our own and it was all about rebellion it was all rebellion and and it worked and i can't stand it when people are like well thomas jefferson had slaves well Everyone did. I mean, it didn't make, I don't know, I didn't know Thomas Jefferson, but I don't know if if, uh, someone like Thomas Jefferson existed today, would he be a racist? Would he call them sons of bitches? I don't know. I mean, the right to bear arms was written so that they could protect themselves with muskets against uh, the British soldiers. You know, so families could defend their homes while other family members were gone. Shannon, I'm so glad you said Hamilton, because that's really where those that story came to life for me. I'm like, oh, I remember learning all this in high school. This is so much more interesting now. (laughs) I loved Hamilton. It's a long, long storied history of of grief and oppression. And I think I don't know. It's not it's just there's no easy answers. Oh, it's grief and oppression. and, And that that leads to anger. And then on the other side, you have power and corruption and and money and lobbyists and political machines that have been making money for a long time and organizations like the NRA that just can't stop uh, putting guns in the hands of people that don't need guns or deserve guns and putting money in the pockets of politicians so that these laws don't have any chance of getting passed, which would affect their bottom line. That's disgusting. And, And that keeps happening over and over and over again. Shannon asks, how do we fix racism? If we if we had that on the Crawl Space podcast, we'd finally be listed on Marie Claire's uh, list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not not to laugh about it, but obviously it's uh, that's you know the, I wish wish there were an answers. I mean, I think I think people are trying that right now with uh, the peaceful protests. Actually, I, is it working? I don't know. Uh, it, it's getting people's attention. So yeah, on to some degree, it is working. Yeah, Jason, through compassion and understanding and education and having the balls to say, yeah, I'm compassionate for, for this, for, for these, uh, a section, a cross section of people. Like, I'm compassionate about this and that. I can't stand this attitude that to be compassionate mean, means that you're, you're a doormat, that you allow people to walk over you. That, that's bullshit. Like, it, it takes a lot to be a compassionate human being. 
I think it, it definitely starts with that. And I mean, I'm, you know, no expert or leader in this, but I, I think it, I think some systems in our country have to change to actually fix racism. I think there has to be more equal playing fields um, in education, uh, starting, you know, at the pre-K level up through the university level. I think that's huge. And I think the inequality, like in terms of funds, the way they're distributed through public school districts, pretty unfair. So things like that, I think are ways, um, yeah, just to name one, that's like one piece of a big puzzle of things that need change, in my opinion, that need complete reforming, healthcare. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it's economic. It's a distribution of wealth problem. And the, the notion that people have this freedom that they're that they deserve like this entitlement there's so many people out there that feel that they're so entitled and if any minority comes along and god forbid wants uh some some right for themselves some people who are entitled have this way of thinking that that's going to actually limit their own rights when, you know what, man, you didn't fight for those rights in the first place. And those rights were fought for everybody. They were fought for everybody, not just not just middle-aged white guys, not just farmers, not just police officers, not just podcasters. Yeah. We're fighting for a system that wasn't made for us. Yeah. I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian upbringing. And, um, I've now heard people say like, if the gospel is not good news for everybody, it's not good news in terms of reframing the Christian message. And so it's sort of that same idea, like these ideas of freedom and equality, if they don't work for everyone, if it's not freedom for all, it's not for anyone. And, but that doesn't mean you get less. It's not like a tangible piece of something that you're not going to have as much of. It means that it doesn't mean freedom. If everyone doesn't have it, it's not what it means. Not that you have less. I don't, it's, I don't know how else to explain it, but I feel like I've said enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, some people well, are saying, well said. yeah, some people in the chat room are saying, call, call it out when you see it. Shannon is saying, call out racism when you see it. Erin is saying, listen to one and one another uh, and education. Um, it starts with our leader. Um, and it's not enough to say, I'm not racist. We have to do better, says Susie. Um, here's Shannon says, I saw a woman lamenting about the little ways racism is ingrained and she uses band-aids as an example. Uh, they are made for white people to <laughs> blend into white people's skin. And, you know, they, I, I think, I believe they do actually make, um, darker shades, but you don't see them, uh, widely circulated or whatnot. Kids sometimes I think get things more easily than us. And, you know, they just have less like years of buildup of bad habits and biases, but, um, you know, seeking out voices and friendships with people that are different from us. And so that goes down to like choosing where you live and what school you put your kids in and all this stuff. But my daughter, before I went to the protest last night, was like, she couldn't come. She had a, she had a Zoom call for school, but um, she said, she texted me and she said, if you get asked for a comment by a reporter, don't answer, refer them to the organizer in charge or say no comment if you don't know who it is and don't take pictures. And she was giving me all this etiquette of like how to basically be a white person supporting an effort for other people and not to like take up the space of it. And I, that actually hadn't occurred to me about protest etiquette. And so I thought that was really helpful. Um, 
is to defer sometimes, you know, to point to other people and to not maybe be the center of it if you are not a minority voice in the conversation. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us here today.